This is Retail Retold, the story of how that store ended up in your neighborhood. I'm your host, Chris Ressa, and I invite you to join my conversation with some of the retail industry's biggest influencers. This podcast is brought to you by DLC Management. I'd like to thank one of our sponsors, RetailOpeningsAndClosings.com. In today's dynamic retail landscape, tracking openings and closings before they take place has never been more important. Having this intelligence is an undeniable competitive advantage. RetailOpeningsAndClosings.com, also known as ROCK, tracks future openings and future closings. Comprehensive, accurate, and reliable, the ROCK is your crystal ball and the key to making well-informed decisions with confidence in today's evolving retail climate. Hey everyone, welcome to Retail Retold, Chris Ressa here. On today's episode, we have Caleb Crumsig, and it's interesting how Caleb ended up on the podcast. I had posted on LinkedIn a request for people to bring in stories about unique deals, and he reached out wanting to get on the podcast, and he's got an interesting story about a deal he did in Colorado, and it's a cool use. and then. I think something interesting about that is what that tenant is now doing to help Caleb lease the rest of the center. I found fascinating and something that I think coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic will be helpful to leasing people in all asset classes. Um, And it's something you don't hear a lot about in commercial real estate. And it's so simple. And I think everyone will enjoy that, whether you're an owner, an entrepreneur, a leasing person. So uh, take a listen. He gives a, a really good tip on extending your leasing team. One of the things I wanted to talk about today, I keep hearing a lot through the echo chambers of uh, commercial real estate on social media about what's the world going to look like and what are people going to do 6, 12, 18 months from now. And I think it's really challenging to pinpoint that right now. And I, 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 it's a lot of energy based on something that's really a guess at this point in time. What I think is more practical for everyone out there, whether you're an entrepreneur, someone in commercial real estate, is to have a framework or an operating system of how you work through uncertain times. This is the framework. This is how I operate during uncertain times and make sure you have that framework built. If you have that framework built, then the actual thing that you execute on is, you know, a lot easier and it's less relevant at that point in time because you know how to operate whatever it ends up being, whatever the world looks like. You have a framework to do that. You know, I read a McKinsey article that, you know, their strategy on how to operate during uncertain times was you need to be agile, adaptable and capable. If you can live within that framework, no matter where the world takes you, you can execute. And I thought that was interesting. And they give a little piece of what those three words mean to them in the business climate. So what I would encourage everyone to do is think about, you know, personally and for your business, what is your framework in operating in uncertain times? Do you have a framework? If not, now is as good a time as any to adapt a framework to operate in uncertain times. Anyway, I hope everyone enjoys this podcast. 
pretty cool one. And have a, a great weekend, everyone. Welcome to Retail Retold, everyone. Today we have Caleb Crumsig. Caleb is the Director of Leasing for Dunton Commercial in Denver, Colorado. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. So, Caleb, why don't you tell me a little bit about you, what you do, your story, and we'll go from there. Absolutely. Currently, Director of Leasing at Dunton Commercial. That's a pretty new role in my career in commercial real estate so far. So grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, went to school in Chicago, then hung out in Chicago for a couple of years doing medical office leasing with a boutique property management and leasing firm there. Um, and then just got married and moved out to Colorado and started this new role in this past year. What brought you to Colorado? You know, my wife and I are both from the Midwest and we love it and might end up back there someday, but we just wanted a change of scenery, love the mountains like everybody in Colorado. And um, just a, a good place to go kind of start our new life together. Very cool. What's your wife do? Uh, she's a nurse. So actually kind of crazy through all this coronavirus stuff, but wow, she's, so- actually, she's actually at an outpatient clinic. So they're kind of keeping that separate from coronavirus. But as you know, like the whole healthcare industry is kind of just jam. So right I've now. heard they've been like trying to pull some nurses to help out because of the shortage of labor is, has she been asked to like help a hospital or something? They'll probably start everybody in on rotations through to the hospital soon here, but so far they've been pretty well staffed. It's, um, it's a pretty big downtown hospital for Denver. And are you hunkered down right now? Yeah. Yeah. Just been chilling and working from home. The whole team has kind of been, um, we did one test day a couple of weeks back when we weren't sure what was going to happen, like whether everything was actually going to get locked down or not. And then I think it was two days later, we were like, all right, we're going hundred percent work from home. So that's been very interesting. So my role is kind of a new role at Dunton. Uh, the guys that bought Dunton two years ago, uh, a guy named Taylor Fenn primarily, um, bought a hundred year old property management company here in Denver. And they've kind of been pivoting um, the strategy. One, just, lock down our management strategies, our systems, all those core things to who Dunton is. Um, and then from there branch out, start buying mostly value add, um, investments, and then bringing me on to start a leasing division for the company and for the buildings that we do third-party management for as well. So it's kind of interesting timing with the whole coronavirus to be building the division while you're at home, not actually going out and meeting with owners and all that stuff. So it, it's been a really unique time. What's the day-to-day looking like right now? What are you focused on? Give it in right a coronavirus now. environment that yeah. knowing that this wouldn't be what you're focused on if we weren't in a COVID-19 world. Yeah, exactly. No, it's really interesting. If you're going on LinkedIn right now, you see so many opposing posts that are like, do sales. We need salespeople now more than ever. And then you see the other side of things and people are like, everybody calm down. Don't be annoying. Don't like everybody has enough to think about on their own. Um, and so it's kind of taking both of those strategies and just not running away and hiding while you're trying to do business development, 
But what I've been talking about with the partners is, hey, this time is all about positioning. There's going to be a lot of buildings that are going into receiverships, a lot of just uncertainty for a lot of landlords. And we can provide a service, whether that's management or leasing or potentially even buying um, those more distressed properties, potentially. Um, we have a value to offer there. And so it's just getting out there, talking to those lawyers on LinkedIn, talking to uh, receivers, telling people, hey, we're not trying to push on you right now, but we are available and we're more than willing to help when you have these issues come up or when you're talking to your owners and they have these questions, we're happy to answer them. So it's more about positioning right now than selling. You know, there's definitely a balance. I would say that I've talked to a number of national companies as well as local entrepreneurs who, you know, might be looking for an opportunity. They're seeing the forest for the trees and that at one day we, this too shall pass. Yep. And so they want to make sure that they're positioned well once this passes. And, you know, cause if you're not working on deals now, it's hard to get open the end of the year for Christmas. And if you expect some pent up demand for holiday, you would want to be able to capture that demand and you need to get open or, you know, for, you know, to have locations to starting out the new year, you need to kind of start working on stuff now if you haven't already. And so there's definitely groups that are looking for opportunities and no one should be tone deaf to the scenario um, that's going on out there. But I think um, you should be, you know, shouldn't be scared to, if you re- there's really an opportunity to have a conversation with somebody. And if they don't want to have that conversation, then, then that's, that's okay. But I believe that, you know, there's definitely opportunities for smart businesses, you know. Absolutely. We yeah. signed leases this week as a company in the properties we own. We're, we, we signed leases last week. And so I think there's still people who are seeing the forest for the trees. Absolutely. Yeah. There's definitely deals still being done. I don't want to downplay that at all. Um, it's more keeping all of those things that have been ongoing, just keep those things going well, like a well-oiled machine. And then as far as a lot of other, I'd say just business development, trying to bring on new listings, that's where we're more working on positioning as opposed to hard selling, but completely agree that there are definitely deals going on and it's, it's not an excuse to sit back and kick your feet up. Cool. So I want, I want to break in. You have a story about a store and what's the store? It's called the Denver Bouldering Club. It's their third location. And then it's in the Huron Plaza building that we bought a year ago. And what is the Denver Bouldering Club? Um, yeah, it's like a rock climbing gym. Bouldering is more like, you're not climbing up like 80 foot towers. So it's, um, I think the ceilings in our building are 22 feet tall. So it's not like this massive rock climbing gym where you have like 80 foot ceilings and you're doing, um, all those massive walls. The Denver bouldering club had two locations, um, closer to Denver. This one's probably 15, 20 minutes North of Denver. Um, and so they, took 15,000 square feet in this shopping center that we have um, up in Thornton. And um, they have like kind of a rock climbing gym for people. 
Uh, they have a yoga studio. They kind of have like a cool um, work play area where people can come in, park at their bar with their computer. They kind of have like a workstation bar there. Um, and so is this a, I'm an elite mountain climber and I want to go and train, or is this a, you want to get, you know, it's a, a different, unique workout. They want to get some exposure with new people. What, what, what type of environment do we have here? From my understanding, it's open to anybody and it's kind of, I, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but it seems like that CrossFit community type culture where it's, it's very much like you get to know the people that you're around climbing with. It's very communal. There are other like gym aspects to the whole um, club where you can go get in a good workout, do some yoga, whatever, and then come back and keep climbing. Um, and there's, yeah, it just seems like more of a hangout space too incorporated with it. So I would say it has that whole communal feel, but I think it's for climbers of every um, skill level skill level. Yeah. And so what is Huron Plaza? Give me some context of Huron Plaza. Yeah. Um, 112,000 square foot, uh, shopping center currently anchored by a shop and save and a family dollar and now Denver bouldering club. It's historically, um, been, I mean, we, we bought it a year ago when it was 63% leased, a true value add deal, which is hard to come by in Denver. Um, and it's been around for a long time at different points. It's been a true community center for the greater Thornton community. Um, and then more recently it was just kind of a lot of vacancy, a lot of just kind of, I don't know, a little bit more shady activities going on. We bought it have kind of helped the community to bring in tenants that they want to see have helped um, the tenants that are already existing there, get a little bit more exposure and uh, are just kind of filling this whole property up. And so what was the space before it was the Denver bouldering club? So we cut off, I think there's another 9,000 square feet there. Um, that's still currently vacant. Um, part of it has a pool actually. So we're looking for a swim school to go in there as well and be kind of a complimentary use. But the whole section was like 21 or 24,000 square feet. It was a big community center rec center, uh, a long time ago, probably like two or three tenants ago, um, that just had a huge gym and it was racquetball courts. That's why the ceilings are a little bit higher than typical retail. Um, and yeah, pool kind of like, kind of like a neighborhood Y basically. And so did you have to end up getting waivers from shop and save and consents because of like, and, and some of the retailers for non-retail use or anything like that, or was it not prohibited? It, I don't believe it was prohibited. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And so how did you find these guys, Denver Bouldering Club? Did you reach out to them? How did this... Talk to me about the evolution of this deal. Yeah, it just came up, uh, came up as a cold call to these guys. And um, from there, they were willing to come out and see the space. And they, yeah, again, they had a couple locations further south in Denver. And it just seemed to be the right time. And 
they've been great. They've actually been uh, meeting with other potential tenants that we've been bringing to the building. I've been cold calling some schools all across Denver and some other like martial arts studios, those types of things. So they've, the owner of Denver Bouldering Club has been so on board for kind of making this a synergistic tenant community um, that he's been willing to meet with these other potential tenants, tell them why they decided to come to the plaza um, and kind of those different complementary uses that can be there. So a couple takeaways there for uh, the people, uh, you know, leasing space out there. So one standard cold call, you cold call them, you got them to, you know, come see the space. I think the piece that you're, that's really interesting that I don't know that landlords or brokers uses enough is, you know, my friend Beth Azor talks about the extension of your leasing team and what a great way to extend your leasing team uh, to by partnering with your tenant and to have a, a voice as a tenant, right? And sometimes the landlord tenant relationship, whether it's residential office retail, it's, it's a tenuous buyer seller relationship. What a, at times, hopefully, you know, everyone does their best to not make it that way. But what a, what a great way to secure new tenants is having the owner of one of the locations really be your cheerleader and supporter. That is really, really helpful. And I think that'll pay dividends for sure. Totally. And yeah, props to one of the partners here at Downton that is kind of um, spearheaded that he's, he's really had that primary relationship with the president of Denver Bouldering Club. And in my past experience doing medical office leasing too, that is a huge driver is those tenant like intertenant referrals. Um, cause doctors know doctors, doctors want to refer to their friends, all of those things. So if you have a 10 tenant, 60,000 square foot medical office building, that's where that is totally key just to get those people all referring you to their friends, basically to fill that up. And it's all regional, obviously for medical. So, um, that's definitely true in office and in retail. And what is he saying? Like what's, what are some of the, the, the triggers that he's telling other tenants on why they should be here? I think it's becoming a bit of a, like more of like a destination place. It's not like, obviously people aren't driving 20 minutes to go to stop and save or save a lot or family dollar, dollar general, those types of tenants. And so, but people would be willing to drive 15, 20 minutes to come to this bouldering club. So if you can get a martial arts studio where parents will come drop off their six year old to do his karate lessons or Taekwondo or whatever type, if you can kind of get that destination combo with a swim school, martial arts, and their parents go rock climbing at the same time, those are huge, um, complimentary uses of why you would drive to this center, um, in Thornton. The area itself is doing really well. Um, there's a lot of growth and development happening in Thornton right now. And so it's just, there's a lot of different reasons as to why a retailer would benefit from being there. And anything else we, we didn't, you know, I really like the tenant partnership piece. Anything else unique about this location, this deal, this story that the listeners should know? Um, we definitely 
had to pipe in a good amount for um, kind of improvements just to get the space slated clean for them to put up their walls. So there's definitely a big portion of owner investment that needs to go into it. Um, but other than that, I'd say, yeah, kind of the theme of this is creating a synergistic community of tenants that will benefit the greater community around it. We're not trying to um, just, I don't know. We're, we're not trying just to be filling space. Exactly. It's not just we're filling space. To... You're really being thoughtful about the merchandising mix. Exactly. Very cool. Um, yeah, I think that always helps when you're able to be very thoughtful about the merchandising mix. It's, it helps, you know, make a thriving center, no doubt. Absolutely. Um, all right, man. Well, listen, I appreciate that. Good story. I want to uh, move to the next portion of the show, retail wisdom. And so I've got three questions for you, Caleb. For sure. Um, tell me when you're ready. Go for it. All right. First question, best piece of commercial real estate advice out there for all the listeners. Uh, I would just say align yourself with people who are smarter than you and have more experience than you and you will learn and just be presented with opportunities for growth and true value add that you wouldn't if you were just trying to like prove that you know everything and you're trying to do everything. Just go be in the presence of people who are smarter and listen a lot, ask a lot of questions. Awesome. Sage advice, man. (laughs) All right. Question two, extinct retailer you wish would come back from the dead. I would have to say sports authority. I just have a lot of good memories of Denver based company. Yeah, exactly. A lot of good memories of going, getting new like football gloves or cleats or whatever before the season. And I don't know, just a lot of good memories of sports authority. Understood. I liked it there as well. (laughs) All right. Last question. I'm going to give you a retail product. You give me the retail price. Quick note before you do though. I was, I was listening to the Barry Wolf episode and I was just like out for a walk in my neighborhood in Denver. And you got to the product. You said, I have an IZOD vest. If you're going to Kohl's or wherever, what are you going to buy it for? And I like out loud to myself, I said sixty four ninety nine, And then you were like, the list price is $65. <laughs> so I <laughs> have right. to say, is it sale price or list price? Cause those were different in that episode. All right. So I'm going to get there. Okay. So there I'm on, you know, right now there's a lot of things on sale, <clears throat> both for Easter and people trying to move inventory given COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So there is a list price and a sale price. So you can give me either, but I'm on party city's website. What is the price of the adult Easter bunny costume? Oh gosh. So this is like a full body costume, full body. Oh gosh. Um, yes. You're going to be the Easter bunny for your kids. Um, all right. I'll say sale price is $84. You're pretty good at this. If you got the Barry Wolf one too, sale price is $79.99. It was (laughs) $99.99. You're pretty close. Thank you for playing. I'll take it. (laughs) All right. Well, listen, man, thanks for coming on. Really enjoyed it. It was cool. Haven't had a uh, 
a story about a, a rock climbing gym. And so that's awesome. And I'm, I'm glad you're settled in Denver. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay inside. I, you know, Nike has this uh, advertisement that I think is fantastic, which is like, if you've ever dreamed of playing for, you know, in front of millions of people, um, now's your chance play inside, play for the world. Thought it was awesome. Absolutely. And uh, so play inside, but uh, stay safe, stay healthy. And uh, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Retail Retold. If you want to share a story about a retail real estate deal that you were a part of on our show, please reach out to us at retailretold at dlcmgmt.com. This show highlights the stories behind the deals from all perspectives. So it doesn't matter if you are a retailer, broker, entrepreneur, architect, or an attorney. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Retail Retold so you don't miss out on next Thursday's episode.